Well done, bro. Well done. You're sweating. You work so hard. Oh, he made me pee on you. That's what it was. Hey, welcome to the Dad Live. Here you go. Just a little, a little glimpse into my life. Everything you did today is pretty much what I do on a regular basis. Okay, puzzle pieces always being picked up, except I have to put them back together. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed a, a taste of my life. Uh, turning your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 1. Uh, we're finishing up a series called The Good Life, where we've studied the book of Proverbs. You can have it, dude. Do you want a puzzle? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh, it's almost Christmas, okay? What is it, 20-something Fridays away from Christmas? I hope you all get ready. Uh, I, like, I would like a, a new t-shirt. Um, my shoe size is 12, uh, so when you start thinking about me for Christmas, there you go. Um, it's his birthday? Bro, happy birthday! Happy birthday! No, sit down. Zach, happy birthday. Everyone on the couch, we're going to yell happy birthday to Zach. One, two, three. Happy Zach! Dude, congrats, it's awesome. Uh, Proverbs chapter one, we're finishing up the series of The Good Life, where we've been studying the book of Proverbs, uh, really kind of taking some topics that are applicable and need for you and me to hear. So if you look on the wall behind me, you'll see these word planks that have words on them, uh, and not just the word words, but also other words. Uh, and so we're going to continue that series, uh, again, Proverbs 1. Uh, highlight a couple things for you. Summer camp is coming. It literally is full. There's still time to sign up. There's still room. We want everyone to go. Uh, so please make sure that you uh, come talk to me if you, if you want to go, uh, because we want you to go. It's going to be off the hook. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be incredible. It's going to change your life. So uh, do that. The other thing uh, that you need to be aware of, summer is already here for most of you. Uh, and so one of the things we do at Remedy is we kind of shift our schedule a little bit. Uh, Wednesday night, starting July 1st, which is the, the Wednesday after summer camp, we combine junior high and senior high on Wednesday nights. Uh, so we're going to have some parties. We're going to have some fun this summer. July 1st, we're having a bonfire, homework burning bonfire, where you take all the homework you've accumulated over the last year, and we're going to throw it in a fire. There it is. Yeah. Okay, let's go homework. My portfolios. So my portfolios. So uh, all of my sermon notes. Just kidding. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you'll hear about that uh, at summer camp a little bit. But July 1st, from 6 to 9 p.m., we're going to be a pastor parties house it's going to be awesome uh so we're going to have a lot of fun during that trip so uh we're going to talk about this idea of wisdom today and one of the things we need to realize is over the course of the last four or five weeks we've been studying the book of proverbs and really taking into account this idea of addictions or friendship or heart or choices or our words but the thing that we're finishing up our series with today is this idea of wisdom and the reason why we're finishing up with this idea of wisdom is because Every conversation we've had up to this point finds its foundation and root in this idea of wisdom. And so we want to wrap everything together. We want to take one last moment before summer camp, before uh, this, we really have a great time. Uh, and we want to wrap it all together and come back to this idea and conversation of wisdom. And so we're going to read Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. We're going to pray and then I'm going to offer a few thoughts. And we're going to laugh a little bit and then have a good morning. So it says this, Proverbs verse 1 of chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. In other words, this is the guy saying, hey, these are my words of wisdom, so listen up. For gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. In essence, he defined the word prudent there for you, which is good. 
uh, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Is anybody young in this room? No. A couple of you. Awesome. So he's saying, listen up to what I'm about to say. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. If you're wise, you will continue to learn. Let the discernment get guidance. Continues on for understanding proverbs and parables, for sayings, the sayings of riddles and the riddles of the wise. In other words, has anybody ever spoken in a way that you had to try? Like, I don't know what he's trying to say here. It's a little confusing. Uh, happens to me all the time because my wife is really smart and I'm not as smart. Uh, so sometimes I'm like, what is she trying to tell me right now? Uh, but Proverbs and Solomon is literally telling us, hey, listen, wisdom is yours if you heed what I'm saying. And then he finally finishes this thought with this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's pray this morning and then we'll continue on. God, thank you for your word today. Thank you that you desire to speak to us. God, that you desire to give us wisdom. And thank you that through you, we have access to not just information, but God, we have access in the right way to live our life. So God, I pray that you would give us that wisdom today. Help us to hear from you and help us to be obedient and bold in the way you lead us. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen. So if I were to ask you a simple question, and this isn't one where you actually have to tell me, but there's a space on your half sheet, like how would you define wisdom? See, I think sometimes wisdom is this misunderstood word that is important for us to hear and understand today. Because I think in our culture, in our society, we define wisdom as knowledge. If you have a lot of information, if you have a lot of knowledge, then you're wise. And I want to very quickly show you three myths about wisdom. It's important for us to hear this today. The first one is this. If you are old, you are wise. See, we think sometimes the older I get, the more wise I'm going to get. But I know a lot of old people, none of which are your parents because your parents are awesome. But I know a lot of old people that are not necessarily wise. They're a little more foolish. See, just because you are old does not mean you are wise. You can be young and still be incredibly wise. You can have wisdom that's way beyond your years. The second myth is this. If you're smart, you're wise. See, again, we, we oftentimes correlate and connect the words knowledge and information with wisdom. If you have enough information, if you have enough knowledge, then you're wise. And the truth of the matter is wisdom has nothing to do with being smart. The third myth is this. If you're educated, kind of the same thing, but here's the tension. If you graduate middle school, you're wise. If you graduate high school, you're wise. If you graduate college, you're wise. The problem with that thought process is, again, goes back to the smart conversation. Just because you have a degree or you've moved on to the next grade does not make you wise. Because I know some people, my brother's one of them, who was held back for a grade, but he's still wise versus just because he's in the next grade. When he was in third grade, he got held back. doesn't mean he wasn't wise. It just means he had to continue learning. But knowledge does not make you wise. Knowledge just gives you information. So it's important to understand that as we define wisdom, it's synonyms, it, it correlates to some degree with knowledge, but it's not the same exact thing. So I would say this, this is how we should define wisdom as the Bible tells us. Wisdom is the ability to live according to truth. So that's how we would define wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to live according to truth. How you live your life is based on a right and wrong choice. It's based on your perception of what's right and wrong. And that's not knowledge because oftentimes, if we're going to be honest, when our mom tells us to do something, we know intrinsically that the right answer is to say yes. 
I'll do that. Hey, clean your room. Okay, I'm going to go clean my room. But how many of us actually go clean our room? Some of you are better than I was. But most of us, when our mom tells us to do something, we have an excuse. We come up with some reason. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll get to it. I'm going to do it after this video game. And how many of you know that if you play a video game, it doesn't end. It's not like, okay, cool, I accomplished the mission in 20 minutes, and now I can move on with my life. No, you get sucked into the storyline. All the more, or you're watching your favorite TV show. Mom, I'll do it in the commercial. But then something shocking happens and a commercial comes and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. This is ridiculous. Something always comes up to make the information and the knowledge we know is right to where we don't always live according to it. So the simple idea is wisdom is the ability to live according to truth. It brings us back to John 14, 6, where Jesus point blank says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, wisdom is the ability to understand and know right and wrong and the choices we should make, but also do it because of what we know, which is where knowledge and wisdom come and work together. One of the things that, I don't know if you've seen this, but on some products and packages, you buy something, maybe even from the box of puzzle pieces or the plastic bag from the, the little planes that we just had throwing, which is really funny, that one of them just flew straight and didn't want to loop because it says on the packaging, amazing loops. Uh, liars! Uh, I'm going to sue the dollar store. Uh, just kidding. That was a joke. But the crazy thing is, there's these, these warnings. I don't know if you've ever seen them on uh, certain packages like coffee cups, right? With the lid, be careful, contents contain something that's really hot. So one of the things I thought would be fun is to, I, is to walk through some of these actual product warnings that are on different packages. And so uh, I thought it'd be fun to read through some of these. It says this, on a packaging for an iron. Warning. Do not attempt to iron clothes while wearing them. Some of you are like, oh, that's genius. Some of you are like, what's an iron? That's okay, you'll learn sooner or later. But don't do it when you're wearing it. The next one is this, like a, a NyQuil sleep aid. Warning, may cause drowsiness. It's called a sleep aid for a reason. Uh, this one's actually one of my favorites. On a blowtorch. Warning. Not used for drying hair. <laughs> Ladies, don't use a blowtorch to dry your long hair, please. And then on this it says small choking hazard. Small choking hazard, right? There's warning labels for some reason. Uh, on a stroller, this is one that I've never attempted in my life. I have a baby, she's almost two. It says take baby out before folding stroller. Dead <laughs> serious. Don't forget. Lots of fireworks. Fourth of July, anybody light up some? Some fireworks and we've gone to Boom City to buy some of these things. I think this is the last year that we can actually legally light off fireworks in Marysville. Uh, if this is on legally, most of you will probably break the law next year. But it says this on a box of fireworks. Do not put in mouth. You don't like fireworks from your mouth, young people. You hear nothing else. Please hear that because it's coming. Okay. Two more. I'll just say one more because the other one's kind of stupid. On a toaster, the final one. Do not use underwater. <laughs> Who wants soggy toast anyways, right? So we just, I love soggy toast. I'll pray for you. But the challenge is, why are there these warnings on these packages? Why are warnings on the things we buy on a regular basis? Because someone has been foolish enough to do them. Someone has been foolish enough to put a toaster underwater. So they had to make a warning that says, don't do that. And you know the person right is like, come on, people? Smacking his head against the wall like, Stupid. The challenge is there's knowledge and there's wisdom. 
The simplistic reality of what we're talking about today is, are you living your life based on knowledge or wisdom? See, Proverbs kicks off this entire book is based on this idea and concept of wisdom. But even more intentionally, he finishes this passage, and this is where I really want to hit in and focus in on today before we go back into worship. It says this in verse 7. I want to read this one more time. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What does that mean? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Before we go to the, read the other side of the two, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In other words, Solomon is literally playing up this contrast. You're either a fool or you're wise. There's no middle ground. You can't be kind of wise. I'm, I'm kind of wise. You can't be kind of wise. You're either wise or you're foolish. Based on the choices you live. That, catch that. He says, the, uh, fools despise wisdom and instruction. Instruction is literally like, this is how you do this. This is how you live your life. Solomon is taking the next 30 chapters and finishing up chapter 1 to walk us through what it looks like for wisdom. When we talk about our words, our choices, our heart, our friendships, the addictions, the idols in our lives. Solomon is literally bringing instruction to you and to me so we can live a life based on wisdom and see the best life that God has promised us. The good life, if you will. This whole conversation hinges on our ability to understand that it's not just about gaining as much knowledge as possible, but it's understanding wisdom is rooted in the Lord and our understanding and knowing who God is. See, the whole premise of this conversation rests solely on our ability to know God. Because honestly, Jesus again says, and I want to reiterate this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus models for us life. Jesus lives and shows us the best way to live life. He shows us that. And we can sit here today and come to a youth service and play and watch people drink coffee or some people like, I can't do this. It's okay. It's an acquired taste. I used to hate coffee until I went to college. Maybe one day you'll get there. Please don't because now it's an addiction. And I'm working. I'm praying about that. It's an idol of my life. But the challenge that we have to understand, the tension that we need to wrestle with is the simple truth of this. We can have wisdom only as we understand God and we trust in who God is. It all hinges back on how we view, know, and trust who God is. Wisdom is not gained any other way. You can go to school for the rest of your life and still not be wise on person. You can heed everybody's information and instruction. You can, you can take it all in. I could literally walk you through every conversation of your life. Well, my mom and dad said this, and I should do this, right? Yeah? But your choice depends on how you view and understand God. See, if you understand God is the creator of the universe, that he puts everything in motion, that God has given you parents and authority figures in your life for a reason, that if we can trust in who God is, then our choices can then be dictated by who God is and what he has for our life. Wisdom is rooted in our ability and willingness to know who God is. So how, how, how's your choices today? How are the words you're speaking today? You want to stop saying words that are inappropriate, wrong, or, or curse words? You want to stop that? Focus back on Jesus. Romans 12 reminds us that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. So that as we focus on Jesus, the things in our life that are not like Christ 
will then begin to be exposed and revealed, not so God can beat us over the head of them, so he can remove them from us, so we can then trust in him for our life. Where are you at today? How are your choices? Would your mom and dad be proud of the choices you're making? Does your mom and dad even know the choices you're making? How are those things in your life that you're worshiping? And here's the thing. The grace is not to beat us over the head with. The grace is so that we can come to God and let him redeem and restore and perfect who he's already created you to be. God loves you so much that he desires the best life for you. The challenge is, can you know God better and become more wise? Because wisdom only comes from him. So where are you at today? We're going to go into worship and the hope is this. That wherever you're at this morning, that maybe you just need to sit in your seat and worship a little bit. That God will remind me of who you are. God, here I am. Here's the choices I've made. Here's the decisions I'm making. Here's my thought life. Here's my words. Here's the, the people that I'm surrounding myself with. Give me wisdom. Because the Bible also tells us that if any of you lacks wisdom, they should ask. Because I will give you measurably more than you could ever want. I give it freely. I don't withhold that. So God, today we come before you.